0: If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Value Entrepreneurs Podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. It's time for you to add value. Are you struggling with stress? Do you feel like life is out of control? Do you run out of time to get your to-do list tackled? Well, we have a special gift for you. Stop by AddValueMindset.com and claim your free gift today. Our guest today is Samantha Kennedy. Samantha is a social media strategist and coach supporting established business owners who no longer have the capacity to manage their social media on their own. Through training and done-for-you services, she takes social off their plates and frees up hours of their time to get back to their business. Samantha and Kennedy and I talk about making shifts. She created her social media company to survive COVID, and now it's become her passion. She uses her gifts in running her own social to now teach other business owners and even provides done-for-you social to help busy business owners who never feel they have the time. Well, Samantha, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited for this conversation.
1: I am too. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So typically, we just start each episode with the guests sharing their entrepreneurial journey. So we'll let you share what made you make the leap into entrepreneurship and then what made you make your latest
1: transition? Sure. Um, I think unbeknownst to me, I was always meant to be an entrepreneur. Um, I had had a series of jobs like most people do and um, was never quite finding the right fit. Even if I loved the work I was doing or loved the team I was working with, I was just never quite happy in any job that I was in. And then I. Um, realized that I just, I wanted the freedom to be creative um, on my own terms. I wanted the freedom to make my own schedule. um, And that personal freedom was just a really, really high value of mine. And um, I think I discovered that once I actually started my own business. Um, My first business was actually a sign language interpreting agency, which I started quite a while ago in 2011. And I ran that until 2016. Um, And that's where I really learned everything that I'm applying to my business now. So I learned everything about marketing and social media and um, just everything about running a business. Uh, There were a lot of established social, uh, sorry, established um, sign language interpreting agencies in the area. And I had, I was very small and had to learn to compete with them. So um, the way I really did that was through a strong social media presence and through really good SEO. So um, after that, I um, I continued to interpret for a while, even after I sold that agency. And in 2020, um, all of the um, interpreting work basically went away overnight on March 12th because of COVID and everything shutting down. And I had still continued to do some marketing and social media work on the side um, up until that point. And needed to set something up really quickly when that happened. So I set up a social media management agency and here two and a half years later, I'm still here. Um, And so what I do now is work with established business owners and um, really helping to take social off their plate, mostly through training their VAs to, um, to manage social media effectively, but also I have a team who does done for you social media services.
0: So you're actually doing both training VAs or business owners how to handle their social media SEO, but you also have done for you service where you're doing it for them.
1: Yes. So I do coaching. I do some coaching for business owners who are interested in just learning more about social and how to manage their social media more effectively. Um, but mostly I am training VAs because a lot of business owners just don't have the time to manage their social media once they get to a certain point in their business. So um, I'm training their VAs or their team members how to manage their social media um, through that through a coaching program. And then, yes, I do also offer done-for-you services when people just want to take social media completely off their plate and have a, a team of experts do it for them.
0: Nice. Yeah, clearly business owners that are doing social media for themselves are probably social media managers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Although it's hard for us too. Sometimes it's really hard to do your own social media. I feel like I can do it really well for other people. And sometimes I sit there in front of my computer ready to do my own post and um, yeah, it can be difficult. (laughs) So I like it also better when my team can do it for me or help me out with it.
0: So challenging. So what was the what was your biggest challenge in, in that transition from obviously running an agency to doing interpreting, you know, work on the, on the side. And when all that went away, what, what I mean, did it, did it just, you wake up and say, maybe I'll try this. And, and, and it worked.
1: Um, yeah. It, the challenge there's, there was a lot of challenges with it. I think the, I remember the, the thing I struggled with the most was my identity. I I attached my identity a lot to the work that I was doing and um, things, I just got into a flow with interpreting and just freelancing. I wasn't running a business anymore. I wasn't managing contractors or clients or customers, Um, just was doing my own thing, kind of was doing well with it and kind of just Attach my identity to that in a big way. So when that went away, I just for a while, even after I started this business, felt like, well, who am I? What do I do now? How do I introduce myself? Is this really what I'm doing now? Is this what I'm going to do indefinitely? And um, it wasn't. Even though I lost my work literally overnight, the transition was not literally overnight. I actually did look for some jobs for a little while, and then. Um, but again, discovered pretty quickly um, that I wasn't really happy in an actual job. <laughs> um, I did manage to do one uh, working from home for about two months, and that was about my limit. And, uh, um, and then, yeah, needed to transition into having my own company and doing my own, working for myself again.
0: Nice. So obviously one of the biggest challenges, especially in the midst of the last couple of years has been generating leads, you know, for businesses. There was no, you know, networking opportunities. And so how, how are you able to generate leads and find, find customers for your new enterprise?
1: It was interesting because, um, right. A lot of, a lot of the wisdom that's out there is to, um, build your website first and build a funnel and, um, have an email list and get all of that together before you actually start bringing in clients. I did it very much the opposite way because I needed, I needed income and I needed clients. So I went, I went on LinkedIn actually and started networking with people, started looking for people who were interested in, in social media work. Um, I went on some different um, threads and platforms of people who are just looking for freelancers to um, help with a variety of different things, but um, social media in particular. Um, And I really just started to network with people. I had three clients before I had a website. So I often tell people that because I think often people will let that stop them from starting a business. Well, I have to get a website going or I have to get a a lead magnet and a funnel going and all of those things are are great. And I do think eventually those are very good things to have if you're going to have a business and they definitely, um, are useful for bringing business in, but just starting out, um, getting some income in the door and getting some momentum going. Um, you just, you need a way to get paid and you need, a um, you need just to make sure that you have the general business stuff in order if you're going to be an LLC, but you, um, really just need to to go out there and, and direct network work and that's what I did in the beginning
0: nice yeah that's really yeah. powerful because um, I think I think websites become excuses right the procrastination you know oh I don't have this oh I don't have that oh I'm trying to build a course um, and 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 I think one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people make is they build something before they know what they really have and they've done it based on the opinion of one person Versus putting yourself out in the marketplace and letting the marketplace tell you who you really are and what you really provide.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I do run into that when I'm talking to people, and they say, "That's really great, you have a business. I've always wanted to do that." But yeah, I, I, I don't know how to make a website, or I don't know how to, and it's all a lot of those things that, um, that will get in the way. Um, and I think you know, part of it was just there was necessity at the time as well that was driving me. But um, I also knew that my passion was in having my own business and, um, and I, I didn't want anything to stop me. So um, I just kind of figured that that was the way I was going to do it. Um, another thing that I was really focused on was not letting perfectionism um, stop me either. I was very aware that perfectionism could get in my way and was very likely to get in my way, actually, um, especially with coming up with, okay, I got to come up with the name of my business and maybe sitting on that for two weeks before I even buy a domain or, um, you know, coming up with the perfect, just everything in the business. So um, I, I really wanted to move forward quickly. Um, actually, the name of my business is Lemon and Stripe. I named it after two bathing suits that I had ordered that summer. Um, I was going for a walk and I remember that they were going to be delivered that day. And I thought, oh, right. I ordered two bathing suits. One has lemons on it. One has stripes. And oh, that's kind of a cute name. I'm going with that. Like I can always change it later. Um, but okay. it ended up working out really well. I think it is cute and a lot of people like it. So um, so I think that's another thing that, that I've often told budding entrepreneurs as well is just not letting that. Perfectionism stop you. There's very little that you can't change down the road if if you decide that you want to change the name of something or change the approach to something. Um, but just to to pick something and move with it or move on it.
0: Well, in taking action, there's there's obviously superpower in in taking action. I tell people constantly that even even the wrong action is action and and will get you further down the road than than no action. <laughs> and so so taking action is is so important and and it's true people get caught up in wanting to have the perfect logo and they spend weeks and months on fiverr and wherever places and invest you know invest money in all this logo but they still don't know their identity as a business and so the first year they're in business they change the logo because <laughs> they realize well I'm really doing something different than what this logo looks like and so it's uh it's funny the things that we can get caught up in
1: definitely um my logo is was pretty general um still is um, you can pick branding colors for yourself on canva if you need to um which a lot of people do um even my handle on social media was very general I did not include social in it just in case later down the road I want to evolve in any way there's just um, there's a lot of room to change so um yeah again there's very little that you're stuck with i think and so i would just advise not to spend too much time on those things especially in the beginning once you're established and you've got a business under your belt go for it spend some time and money on those things but in the beginning it really is you're right it's really about action and um, getting some clients in the door getting some momentum going
0: Mm, so good. All right. So how did you develop this confidence to just go out there and, and make stuff happen?
1: Gosh, that's a great question. Um, I feel like action has always been something that's made me feel better. So I'm not sure if it's I don't think I mean, I don't feel like. I haven't always felt confident, I think, doing it. I think I've done it scared a lot of times. Um But action has been something that has made me feel better when I'm feeling, you know, even things going on in the world. Like if I'm upset about something that I see on the news or something happening in the world, a lot of times the the best um, like antidote for me is to find a way to do something about it. Find a way to take action. If there's a way for me to Volunteer, if there's a way for me to donate, if there's a way for me to just do something about it. um, For me, I've just always found that to be the most helpful way for me to feel better. And I think it's also true with areas of my life that I'm not happy with, or areas or just challenges that come up in my life, or when things don't go as planned. Um, One of the first questions that just comes up in my life is, What can I do about it? Okay. Mm. Like, what action can I take? so I just remember, I can't remember a time not feeling that way or not having that philosophy. So I'm not sure where it came from originally. Um, but I would say it, it wasn't always confidence and it's not always confidence even now. Um, but its I look at what the alternative is. Okay, well, I can do something about this or I can stay where I am and I look at the what are the mm-hmm. potential results each and i like the i like the result potential results of the action better so sure
0: that's, that's a nice way i like uh so you didn't have the necessarily power and in, in confidence but you had curiosity and so i find that fascinating because not many people would ask that question of themselves or ask questions you know you know i mean you can have to ask a question, you know, what can I do about it? But typically people ask it rhetorically versus asking it, you know, really of themselves seriously, what can I do about it? And then taking action, you know, based on that curiosity um, is, is a very powerful exercise.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, um, it's something I have to also be careful with. It can be easy for me or anyone to take action that isn't getting you anywhere. So, um, you know, it can be easy to just keep busy. Um, like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff in my business all day. Like I just, I, like you said, I picked out a logo or I picked out my brand colors and it took me all day and they're really pretty and they look great. (laughs) And, um, you know, and I can get caught up in that kind of thing too. Um, rather than did I actually do something that was getting me toward my goals? Did I actually, if I'm trying to bring in revenue, did I actually reach out to people? Did I contact potential people? Did I work on my lead magnet or whatever it is? Um, So I do want to also just emphasize that um, taking action can be very soothing um, and it can make you feel better at the end of the day. Like, oh, well, I kept very busy today and I did stuff all day, but it's, it's important to also look at um, what you're doing and it's important for me to look at what I'm doing and is it effective action? Um, And that's something I try to keep in mind as well.
0: It's really powerful. So you mentioned concern for the world and, and, you know, stuff happening obviously outside of your business. Um, And so I like to ask people about contribution and and impact and, and how that has, been a part of your entrepreneurial journey
1: um but yeah so contribution to something outside
0: of yourself right not wanting to make an impact in the world through your business
1: oh yeah um in my so in my first business i actually set up a, a a side volunteer project um my first business was PICA Sign Language Interpreting, and I just set up this other little side project called PICA Cares. I know it's really creative, um, <laughs> um, but it was just a volunteer um, portion of my business. So um, through that, I ran some fundraising efforts. So I like I like bringing people together as well. So we did um, just bringing people together for um, events, where we would raise money for certain causes. One of my favorites was having the Pika prom. I would be looking on social media and seeing like around prom time, all of these like kids going to prom. And I'm like, I kind of missed that. And I, um, you know, why don't adults get to have events like that? So I threw a prom for adults um, that was 90s themed. And we raised money for a deaf school in the area. And um, we had donations from the community where We had raffles. So we just, that was how, and we sold tickets and that's how we raised money. Um, Through that program, I also went to Jamaica and um, volunteered at a number of different schools for the deaf in um, um, all around Jamaica, actually. There were 11 schools for the deaf there. And so I was with a group that was um, doing some volunteer work there. Um, And so, yeah, it's been something that I've established in my entrepreneurial journey. (laughs) Um, for sure, um, being involved in the in the world has been something I also have been. It's been in my life for a long time. I remember my sister and I being those kids, like walking around and picking up litter on the side of the road when we were very little. I think "We Are the World" was my favorite song, like my very nice. first favorite song. <laughs> so um, it's just always been a part of me.
0: <laughs> nice. That's that's powerful. Well, and, and opportunities, not just here locally, but actually creating opportunities to, to go to Jamaica and serve, you know, a community there um, is really powerful. And, and that's definitely, you know, wanting to make an impact and wanting to make, make a difference through your work. So very thank you for for that and, and wanting to just make the world a better place, right?
1: Definitely. And I think it's important when we're giving to also enjoy it. So it makes a difference that we enjoy what we're, when we're giving back. So I do try to pick things that I love bringing people together. Or the idea of a prom was really fun or like, I love to travel. So getting to go to Jamaica was also enjoyable for me and I'm getting to give back. So I also think that the element's really important and the spirit that you're giving in giving with is very different when you're doing something that you really also enjoy.
0: Nice. So I, I mean, I love that, that giving spirit, that idea of, you know, making an impact contribution, doing stuff that you love. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Perfect Publishing, a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing carefully chooses heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Let's talk a little bit about character and, and authenticity. Obviously, the social media space, and and certainly, there's plenty of business people out there not being their authentic self or feeling like they you know, well, nobody wants to hear my story. Nobody wants to hear, hear what I'm doing. And, and yet that's really what people do want. And, and how do you help your clients to, to believe that their authentic story is enough?
1: Um, Usually I show them through (laughs) the evidence. Um, You know, a particular client comes to mind who, when we first started working together, he was like, I don't want any, you know, I don't want to be the face of the company. I don't want to be in pictures or videos. And I would tell him like, those, are, those are the posts that are performing the best. And um, at this point, like, I can't keep up with the number of videos that he sends me for reels. Um, Cause it's just, he's gotten so comfortable with it. And um, I, uh, it's interesting because The reels that he does, and this is just an example, and I think it applies to a lot of like any business. Um, The reels that he does are not what people say are the things you're supposed to do in reels. Like, oh, keep them under five seconds and have lots of really interesting transitions and use this trending audio and and do all this stuff. And that's how it's going to get the, that's how it's going to be successful. Um, Like he speaks for between 60 and 90 seconds. He cannot keep it shorter than that. And he just delivers an inspirational message. It's just him talking. And a lot of times I'll add like a hook on it, or my team will add a hook on it. And um, some captions, we add some music, we just, and that's, it's simple. And that's pretty much it. And he'll have, you know, within a few minutes, sometimes 6,000 views all of a sudden. And that's not, it's just not that's him that's who he is that's him being authentic like we're i'm trying to keep up with his DMs sometimes of just how much people love his message they love what he's doing and um and that's just an example of how you know that what what we who we really are and when we put out when we express ourselves authentically um like the right people will resonate with that. Like, not everyone will love that. And that's fine. Like, but the people that he's meant to serve or who anyone is, any of us are meant to serve, like our people are really going to resonate with that. And, um, and it's really powerful. And, and I can say that for any of my clients. Um, and so usually I just, I show them like, okay, well, we're going to use this video and we're going to, we're going to see how it does. And, and then they get to see how it, they get to see the results. And then that usually makes them more enthusiastic also about, um, being on video (laughs) and, um, and reels and, and, and all of that.
0: Man, absolutely. That's fantastic. All right. So I'm going to touch a little bit on personal side. You traveled a little, what's the favorite place you visited?
1: Oh, that's really hard. Um, I traveled a lot. Um, especially right after college, actually during college. Um, favorite place I visited, it's it's interesting because I just think it's because of where I was in my life at the time, um, but the UK just holds a really um, special place in my heart because I, in college, I ran away to the UK, I like to say. <laughs> um, I had plenty of credits and there was just a lot going on in my life at the time, and I just I didn't want to study abroad. I just wanted to go away, and so I just found this woman who had a farm in Wales, um, and got in touch with her, and like lived on this farm with her and her daughter for a couple of months, and then traveled for a couple of months just on my own, mostly through the UK and um, also through Europe a little bit, and touched touched down in Morocco, and um, but most of it was in the UK, and I just think because of the transformative time that was for me. Um, I was just by myself most of the time, um, thinking about a lot of the stuff that was going on in my life at that time. And, um, really was just there for myself and journaling a lot and just everything that was going on. I think that's why I, I would say the UK, because just because of what it meant to me at that time, And so anytime I go back, like, that's what it brings me back to. And that's what I remember.
0: Nice. All right. So then what was your favorite meal?
1: Yeah, that's hard to pick in the UK, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's not known for um, its food. Although, I do remember there was this peanut butter, like, and no other country is known to, like, the U.S. has, like, the best peanut butter. I mean, there's no other country that really has like good peanut butter, but I do remember there's this one little shop like in Wales that I used to go to and they had like really good natural peanut butter. I can't even, I don't even remember what it was called, but that was like one thing. And I always had it with me. I would grab it. And when I went traveling, that's what I always had for lunch. I would just stop at a bakery, grab like um, a fresh roll or something from the bakery and then just have it like sit down on a bench and have it with my little jar of peanut butter. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I'm there. Were, I'm sure there were much better meals in other countries that I visited. But, um, when I was there, I just remember that being like a staple in my daily diet.
0: So, so you didn't switch over to Vegemite.
1: No, and I think that's more Australia. Although they did, I did try haggis in Scotland. Um, I tried like some of the, I tried some of the traditional things, um, treacle, and had a lot of traditional like English breakfasts at bed and breakfasts and things like that. But um,
0: stick with bread and peanut butter. It sounds <laughs> it sounds safer to me too. I'm I'm with you.
1: <laughs> I was in college, and it was cheap, and you know easy to easy to manage every day Um,
0: sure absolutely all right samantha what what have mentors meant in in your entrepreneurial journey
1: mentors have meant a lot um i've had i've had business mentors but also personal mentors because i feel um like personal i mean owning a business is a is very much a personal journey as well. And it's going to grow you as a person just as much as your business grows. Um, in order to grow your business, you need to grow personally as well. You need to become the type of person who can have the type of business that you want to have. Um, and so I think I've always had a, um, like a, a personal mentor of some kind as well, working with me um, and as, as well as not always at the same time, but as well as a, a business mentor. Um, I think it's essential. Um, right now I'm in a group of entrepreneurs that has a number of different mentors in it. Um, that I joined just this summer because I realized I really was lacking that for a little while. And I really needed that. Um, I have a number, I mean, I have wonderful friends, um, like my my relationships are fantastic but really none of them are entrepreneurs and so um, when you have something that comes up or you want to talk about something in your business you need business owner other business owners to talk about it with and other like business owner mentors to talk about it with and um, it's meant it's made all the difference in my even in the past I've, I've been in this group for six weeks in my, it's transformed my business. I'm in such a different place than I was even six weeks ago. And so, yeah, they mean everything. (laughs) It means personal and business mentors. They mean, they mean so much. Um, And I, yeah, I couldn't really do this without them.
0: So one of the things I love is the ability to design your life and then build your business to support it. And obviously you designed a business to support a life because you didn't find yourself satisfied in a job. Um, Can you share a little bit about just that that something on the line of that idea of, of building the business just to support the life that you want?
1: Yeah. um, I do think um, I, I did want to design a business that would support Uh, flexibility more than anything. And I do, um, like being able to choose to, um, to spend time with people, um, that I wanted to spend time with, um, without having to ask anyone to take time off. Like if there was, if a friend is having a, you know, actually later this week, a friend's having an art show, or if my partner's kid is having a, um, a dance performance, or, um, if there's just something I want to do or go to, or, um, I want to travel, like I can choose to do that and I can rearrange things for myself. Um, that's, that's really important to me and to build my business around my life rather than the other way around. Um, I think it's hard to do sometimes to just to be really, um, honest. I don't think everyone really talks about it. Um, in the beginning you are working really hard and, um, you don't always have that flexibility in the beginning. And so, um, but, but that's what you're creating and that's what you're working toward is to, to be able to support yourself in that way. Um, and just also financially, I think in a job, usually there's, you make a salary and there's like, this is how much you can make. Um, as an entrepreneur, you can always, um, scale and you can always, um, decide to make more. So if you decide like, okay, I want to upgrade this area of my life or I want to move or I want to travel or I want to do something. Okay. Well, what can I do in my business to to make that happen? What do like how much of what do I have to do in this program or what do I have to create? And I just, I like that creative aspect of it, that there is, okay, there's a path and it, it can be really practical in that way.
0: Nice. <clears throat> so What what inspires you, Samantha?
1: Um, I always like stories of I get this from my mom, like it's like stories of human triumph, like just seeing people start from one place and just get to like just do it, like seeing people be successful and um, and yeah, like start from one place and like, and get to a really successful place. Um, With grit, it it just, those kinds of types of stories have always inspired me, like shows, movies, books, like in real life, all of it. Like I just, um, those things have always really touched my heart. Those stories have always touched my heart.
0: Nice. So with all the business success you've had, what's, what's your biggest challenge?
1: Oh, my biggest challenge, um, I think is overcomplicating things. Um, That's where my uh, mentors and like the group that I'm in comes in really handy. I usually recognize that's what's happening. And I, there's a Facebook group and I'll I'll throw something in there saying, okay, this is where my mind is. And usually I can get pretty quickly some, some help with simplifying it. And um, yeah, it's overcomplicating it, whether I'm designing a program um, whether I'm even figuring out my schedule or what I what I need to offer, um, even or doing my own um, content, any of that, it's just it's over it's it's over complicating things. Usually, my brain gets in the way.
0: Nice. You mentioned uh, the journey of owning a business is really a, a personal growth journey, and I think that's very true. I think entrepreneurship is is a crucible for life and, and is an accelerator for, for personal growth. How, how have routines helped you in, in your personal growth journey and in staying on top of, you know, things in your business?
1: Um, I have, uh, like personal routines, especially when the way that I start my day makes a big difference. Um, I, I do like to get up and like work out. I work out at home. It's not a, it's not fancy. I just get up and work out in the morning. Um, it does really set the tone for my day. I have more energy. I feel like I can think more clearly. Um, I just feel better. I just, I don't know. I always say, I feel more majestic throughout the day. <laughs> like I just feel better about myself. And so, um, and so that really helps. um, I also, I also try to just block off certain times during the day. Like if there's, especially in the, the the group I'm in has certain calls during the week, um, and I block those off in my schedule ahead of time. And I really try to stick with that. Like if if something, you know, comes up that may overlap with that, or someone wants to schedule at that time, I really do try to keep that time sacred because I know that those are the, the calls where I get to connect with the other entrepreneurs and I get to, um, get that mentoring and I get to, um, work on that personal growth and that business growth side. And so just keeping like really blocking that off and really being, um, pretty strict with myself about keeping that, um, keeping that time sacred. Now,
0: have you chosen a particular niche for, for who you serve?
1: Yeah, um, it's really business owners who have been in business a while. I say established business owners who have reached a point in their business where they just they no longer have the capacity to manage their social media on top of everything else that they're managing in their business. And so they're finding that social, trying to keep up with social media is just taking time away from money generating activities, growing, scaling their business. Um, or as they try to work on their social media, it's just not very effective because they're just throwing something together and it's just not, it's just kind of maintaining it. Um, a lot of times I've found that the business owners in that space do have an assistant, um, or a VA and it does really help for the VA to be to be doing their social media. It takes It does save them a lot of hours each week. However, most VAs are not specifically trained in social media; they they're more generalists. And so, um, what I do is is work with their VA to train them on how to manage social media effectively, and just and it's specific to that business. So, um, through the program, we we have coaching sessions, and I'm teaching them how to, um, how to increase their engagement or followers or whatever the goal is, um, if it's conversions or leads. And, um, and we, I customize that program for them um, so that their VA can not only save them time, but also be getting them results on social media as well.
0: Nice. All right, Samantha, how important is play and fun in your world?
1: it's important. And I'm also, I need to be much better about it, to be honest. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying, like, I'm, yeah, it's always, it's always on my list of things I need to improve on. (laughs) I do, I do think it's really important. And I would like give that advice to anyone (laughs) um, and it's advice that I need to take more seriously for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I need to make more time for it. And I think I need to find things that I enjoy doing by myself. Like, I don't think I have difficulty having fun if other people are around. Like if I meet up with friends after work, um, or on the weekends, I'm with like my partner or my partner and his kids, like that's fine. That's easy. Like I can, I can have a good time with other people, but like, say it's like the middle of the day and I want to take a break and like have some fun. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I really don't know what to do by myself. Um, so I need to learn what I like to do just me because I'm very dependent on other people for, for fun. Um, so if anyone has ideas, like <laughs> I'm, I'm open.
0: <laughs> I like it. All right, Samantha, what's, what's your big dream?
1: Um, I would love to know. Um, I have always struggled with what do I want to be like, when I grow up, like what's the big goal? Because I think if I knew I would be definitely well on my way there. Um, I, I've always wanted to be like, a like the people whose lives I like most admire or like would love to have are like the Brene Brown, Glennon Doyle, um, even like Tabitha Brown, Oprah types, where they're like going around and they're talking about deep stuff in life, and they have their podcast and they're just talking to interesting people all the time, and um, they're they're just getting to have great conversations with people all the time, and that just sounds fun. I know it has nothing to do really with the work I do now, <laughs> um, and I don't I don't know if it's really attainable. I just that's always looked so fun to me. Um
0: I think if Samantha chose that that it would be attainable.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know the steps to getting there. Um again if anyone knows, like feel free to say something. (laughs) But um yeah that's always been um I'm watching Gutsy with has Hillary and Chelsea Clinton there. And that's what they're doing. They're traveling around the country and just talking to Gutsy women. And I'm like that just looks so fun. Like not just they're not just traveling around the country but like the world. Like they're they're nice. they're been in Paris, they're talking to Jane Goodall like like that. Okay, like I would do that. Um so and just to be able to talk about this like life stuff and to laugh like to to laugh with you know Beyonce or whatever like okay, like I would do that. Um like sounds like a lot of
0: fun I, I I think Samantha just needs to choose and then and then she'll make it happen yeah
1: this is a start, right? like like we're having this conversation and this is this is part of it, right
0: absolutely i I believe that those decisions lead to the decisions that lead to the dream. so
1: yeah definitely. absolutely
0: all right, Samantha, you've shared with our entrepreneurial audience for the last 40 minutes or so, and you want to leave them with Samantha, Samantha's words of wisdom. What would you share?
1: Hmm, my words of wisdom um, about anything or just entrepreneurial stuff.
0: It, it can be, it's, this is, this is your moment.
1: <laughs> ah, that's so, that's, that's uh, <laughs> no pressure. Um, the only, the thing that comes to mind is, um, always for me is like, is people are first. Um, people have always been first for me. It's never been that hard. Um, I know we get those messages all the time. Like, you know, I know we're very busy, but remember to prioritize people and remember to like make time for the people in your life. It's not been that, that hasn't been a, like that hasn't been a, um, like a problem necessarily for me. Like it hasn't been something that has been that difficult. I would say sometimes I need to remember to prioritize other things sometimes. Um, but I do think like people are, people come first. Like, um, it's like our relationships with others are so important and I do, you know, it's so cliche that life is short and, um, but I just think that's, these are the things that, that mean the most to us and, um, the moments that will mean the most to us and the times that will mean the most to us. So, um, you know, especially in an entrepreneur's life, like we work so hard and we work so much um, that I just think it's important to remember like relationships and people, I believe are first, they come first. Oh, so good.
0: And, and it might be cliche, but it's very, very true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Um, Samantha, thank you. Thank you so much for, sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying I just I agree that's all I wanted to say. Okay. So, thank you so much for taking the time
0: today. What a wonderful conversation and what a wonderful journey that you you've been on and and I hope that it continues and you continue to increase your impact and influence in the world.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun and um, I'm so glad that I'm I'm getting to do this and I'm starting to live my dream right now.
0: There we go. Thank you, Samantha. <laughs> okay, thank you. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. If you're struggling with stress, you feel like life is out of control, run out of time before your to do list is finished, but we have a gift for you. Stop by addvaluemindset.com and claim your free gift today. In our next episode, Kelly and I talk about making it okay to talk about mental health. We need more safe spaces to share our struggles and let that little voice in our head know that he's not in charge. Too many people are listening to that voice and not exposing it to the light. The truth test is when you share that voice with someone else. Talking about mental health and exposing more people to the tools to ask questions and help those around us is so important.